What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great day out there, and I hope everybody is enjoying the weekday, and plus, it's almost the weekend. Hope everybody have fun, turn up, or just chilling at home and chilling with the family. But this week, like every other episode, banger topics for you guys. Stuff to do with Endeavor way back since it was WrestleMania weekend. And stuff we talking about, you know, what's going on behind the scenes with Vince McMahon and uh, what's going on behind the scenes with Cody Rhodes and all the other superstars out there that I do want to talk about that I couldn't get to talk about when it was WrestleMania weekend. I'm finally going to talk about it now. So I really need to, I really don't need to get into more too much more details. You already know how every episode rolls by now. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, grab something to drink, grab like go sit somewhere comfortable, sit. And let's get right into today's episode. All right, so speaking of Endeavor, yes, Endeavor. If you don't know who Endeavor is, it's a company that has been with UFC for a good amount of time now. And and like what, a little like little over two weeks ago, WWE has set a deal to merge with Endeavor to be and you know to have UCF and WWE in part of one type of brand. So, and it says here on WWE's website, Endeavor announced UFC and WWE to form a $21 billion global live sports and entertainment company. And this, yes, Vince McMahon did have an interview with the Endeavor CEO and had an entire interview. But the one thing, like, like, and like, understand, yes, that's this is good because we did not want to get them. We didn't want WWE to get sold to Saudi Arabia because you already know how that would have went badly. Like, not to mention wrestlers can't wrestle there because of other shit, obviously, because they're also religious reasons, and they're not letting the company in the uh, in the country just because of other shit. And that would, that would be bad if he sold himself for money, which he probably already did already. But being sold to Endeavor means better, more better stuff, or so we thought would happen. And one of them, one of the questions that the announcer asked to Vince McMahon was, are you still going to be part of creative that since, because since he stepped down at the age of 77, like sometime late last year and left the company for six plus months, came back a little bit before, um, a little bit before WrestleMania, or I think it was, but it was either before elimination chamber or a little bit before WrestleMania. It was between one of those two dates. And, you know, obviously, he slowly put his ass back in, um, in the company. He said, "If you don't give me, if you don't put me back in the company, I'm gonna sue this company, even though it's my company and I started with it. I'm gonna still sue the fuck out of y'all." And it's it was it's so fucked up because we all don't want Vince McMahon back in creative. We know what happened when Vince McMahon is in creative. We've seen it. For years and years and upon decades and upon decades of bullshit that this should not be in a WWE because of his stupid ass storyline booking. And then when Triple H took over, that was the blessings and the signs from the gods for saying, we see you, we got you, we not gonna let his ass mess up anymore. And boop, they booted his ass and he he left because of his allegations shit, which he should have stayed away because of his fucking allegations and shit. But any hoosies. Um, obviously, that he wants to set up the nine billion dollar, 
not just uh he wants to uh he said he rumored to want up to nine billion dollars for WWE, which was stupidly insane. No, I mean any person that would pay nine billion dollars for a company that has been here probably since the nineteen hundreds is is saying a lot. I think and I think he pushed the bar way too much. But I was surprised that Endeavor said, All right, we'll we'll take it. We'll we'll like you know, you could give it to us, we'll take it. And which is a good thing. But the problem is, and I mean the entire problem is his ass being part of creative, like says a lot because if you've seen the Raw after WrestleMania, garbage. That was dog water doo-doo. Like, that shit was so fucking terrible. And we all know that the Raw after WrestleMania is usually either, either like, mid or to just straight-up garbage. And this time was more than just straight-up garbage. It was hard to fucking watch most of the time. And I mean hard to fucking watch. Like, I heard from behind the scenes, like, everything was fucking changed last minute. This was not supposed to happen. That was supposed to happen. And they had Brock randomly turn heel just because. And I'm going I'm, to go down into, into that whole thing with Cody Rose and Brock later down in the episode. But it, it was so terrible. It was so garbage. It just didn't make fucking sense. None of the show at all made fucking sense. And that's when we're like, yep, Vince is back. Ruined another, like, you had a great, it's funny, because you, you had a great SmackDown. You had a great Friday night SmackDown before WrestleMania. WrestleMania night one was fantastic. WrestleMania night two was really good. Not better than night one, but still really good. And then on top of that, you have a dog water Monday night raw, which didn't really make any sense to me. But okay, whatever. It fucking happened. And now you're here and la- and then you have a Friday night SmackDown like later on in that week was way better than the Raw after WrestleMania, which also didn't make fucking sense. So at this point, I really feel like Vince stupid fucking McMahon is part of fucking creative at this point. I'm sorry, Endeavor, but at this point, I would definitely like to chant fuck Vince McMahon or fire Vince McMahon. Even though his ass owns the fucking company that his brother like gave to him down to another generation to, you know, make better, motherfucking made it worse as years went by. We thought that Attitude Era was fire. Ruthless Aggression Era was fire. PG Era was dog water garbage. And I mean dog water garbage, bruh. TV 14 did a little bit better. Still under Vince McMahon, but did a lot better than what the fuck he was doing. And then when fucking Triple H, Paul Levesky took over creative, that was the best six-plus months I've ever seen from, from WWE in a long fucking time. Long fucking time. And him taking over was the best thing ever. And then now him coming back because... It's his company, and I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do mentality. Can You can go fuck off, Vince. I hate the... Everybody hates the fuck out of you, including your superstars that you hired. It, it's it's so bad. Let me just... I like... It, like I know I'm a little off topic with the whole Dever thing, but let me just get one thing straight about the entire Vince McMahon, him coming back bullshit to WWE because you want to see in-depth... You know, you want to see your company get sold. 
Fuck out of here, bro. Endeavor was never the fucking problem, bro. Like, you coming and be like, yo, I got to show this to somebody that can, you know, that can help my company out real quick. Bro, it was nothing about that shit. The entire problem, the only reason why your ass even came back to the, to the fucking company in the first place is because you saw superstars getting happy. I can say it again for the people in the fucking back if you did not hear me one fucking time. You came back to WWE because you you saw that everybody was smiling, happy, great workplace. Everybody, like, you people can actually write stories that they can fucking make sense and love versus people that don't even get no chances over people that don't even get no fucking screen time, that can't even cut good promos. Uh, Ronda Rousey fucking including this shit. And mo- most importantly, sticking to people that you only want to see, like, being, like, heavyweights all the time. Yeah, besides Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns was basically the people that we loved for a long time. But you also shoved down our throats because we didn't. We also knew that at some point this shit was gonna be terrible. Like, oh, let's 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 just say a uh, WrestleMania thirty fucking five. That shit was dog water garbage, bro. Like real shit. That shit was dog water garbage. That was one of the worst WrestleManias of all fucking time in this new generation. The worst WrestleMania of all fucking time. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. Not to mention the one after that was garbage. Which I don't even need to get into because you already know how that main event fucking went. So I don't even need to say anything about that. But Vince, you don't know how to fucking you like, okay, you're a businessman. Do what businessmen do and stay behind the scenes. Do not talk to the superstars that, yes, you hired. Yes, it's the superstars that you hired. But do not fuck up the storylines that's already given to them. Do not go into fucking creative and be like, I want to change this. I don't feel like this. I want to change this. Nigga, at this point, we want to see Endeavor fire your ass, okay? And you probably be like, yo, Vince McMahon can't get fired. Technically, yes, it's true. But at the same time, sometime, like maybe maybe the next couple years, this nigga's going to get fucked. He's going to be like, all right, I'm retired, like fully, fully. All right, this nigga's going to fucking die with WWE at this point because this nigga's 77. This nigga, this dude is almost 80 years old. By the way, he doesn't even look, he doesn't even look 80. He doesn't even look 77, which is fucking insane. By the way, fantastic physique, dance, but that's the only thing I can say about your ass. But the dude don't even look 77. And he's basically gonna die. He's basically gonna die with WWE. He's gonna take WWE to his grave, man. That's how attached he is to this fucking company. You left CEO for a reason. You're not the CEO anymore. Tony Khan's brother Nick Khan is the CEO of this fucking shit. Let him run it. Let him run the shit. He's the CEO of the company. Let him run the shit how he wants to. Let Paul Levesky, a.k.a. Triple Motherfucking H, run creative. Huh? Can you do that? Can you fucking do that? I understand that you want, you know, the numbers going high. I understand that you want people to watch, you know, the product. I understand that you want to be, you know, you know, you want WWE to be more better than all these wrestling promotions out there. And I understand that. But stop sticking your nose in the shit that wasn't supposed to be stuck in the fucking first place. Like, you left creative for a reason. You left this shit to Triple H. 
Let Triple H do his fucking job. You gave creative to Triple H for a reason. Let this nigga do his job. Because ever since you left before SummerSlam, or I think it was either SummerSlam or like right after Backlash, somewhere around, or I know it was right after Money in the Bank, I should say. Money in the Bank was all right. Back, no, yeah, Money in the Backlash was all right. Money in the Bank was cool. SummerSlam, fire. Survivor Series, fire. Clash of the Castle, best motherfucking pay-per-view that we've seen in a goddamn long-ass time. 10 out of 10, must fucking try again. Royal Rumble, could have been better. It was good for four out of the six matches, but could have been better. Elimination Chamber, chef's fucking kiss. Same with Clash of the Castle. WrestleMania. That we do not, well, we talk about it, but we don't talk about it. You know the number one rule to talk about WrestleMania? Don't fucking talk about WrestleMania. First match, garbage. The rest of the card, fire. The entire card, except for that women's WrestleMania showcase match. Everything else, fire. That one match, garbage. And I mean, garbage. All I'm trying to say, and I'm literally saying, all I'm trying to say, Vince, yeah, I know you don't listen to this shit, but if you if you hearing this shit, if you hearing my voice, this is what the fuck I got to say to your ass. If you want to, like, do what you got to do to make sure WWE is running smoothly and all the stocks and all the business stuff, that's your side of things. Cool. Be with Endeavor and do that shit. Because nine times out of ten now... Endeavor bought your shit for a lot of money. And on top of that, Endeavor has most of the fucking shares. If you really don't believe me, Endeavor has most of the goddamn shares of the company now. Vince McMahon has, has 49% shares of the company. Endeavor has 50 fucking one. So, anything that would probably go through you has to get approved by Endeavor. So, you fucked up on that one. And two... If Endeavor wants to make it fucking TV 17 or M for Mature again or have it to be like the Ruthless Aggression, just a little bit, you know, more, um, you know, gory, well, without the blood and shit, cool. I'm, I'm down for that. But don't, like, just let Endeavor do what the fuck they gotta do. You stay in your lane, Vince. Let Endeavor stay in their lane. Help out WWE the way the fuck you can. And let Paul do his fucking shit already. You getting involved in the Monday Night Raw is dog water. Dude runs Monday Night Raw and SmackDown for a fucking reason. This is coming, this is from a dude that made NXT better. And then when he left, you made it immediately dog water in a year. In a fucking year. That didn't even make sense. I know I'm pissed at the moment about this shit. But I'm pissed for a fucking reason. 
Vince, I'm going to say it one more time before I move on to the next topic. Let Paul, let Nick, and let Endeavor do what the fuck they want to do. One, it's Endeavor's company now, not yours. You can still run the business side of things. Yes, you probably probably can't get fired. But at the same time, Endeavor owns most of the fucking chairs. Bitch. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? Let, I'm going to say this one more time. Endeavor owns most of the shares. Let them do what the fuck they feel like they want to do. And if that means fire your ass, shit. I would love to see your ass go and never fucking return. Even though that's not going to fucking happen. But a, a wish is a goddamn wish. Let Paul do what he has to do in creative to make that shit better. For the, uh, not only for the new fans, but for the longtime fans that's been there since day one. And let the fucking superstars wrestle. That's it. That's all I really ask. Nothing more, nothing less. Next topic on the list. So, even though, like I said, I'm talking about Drew McIntyre and Bailey and a couple of superstars um, basically going to leave, I heard, and I heard rumors that Drew McIntyre has not re-signed his WWE contract. Because of why? Vince fucking McMahon. That's the fuck why. You remember what happened to Vince. If you, if you don't know, now I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to do it long story short. Came in, I think like late 2000s, right? Sometime, either he was late 2000s and was there in WWE till 2013 or 2014 or so. Sometime around there. And... They, he, he labeled his ass next big thing, won the Intercontinental Championship, won the Tag Team Championship, and then left Left for a couple of years. Came, came, I think he left for like three years, reinvented himself in all their indie scenes, came back in 2017 under NXT, became NXT World Champion, then went on the main roster, Became Raw Tag Team Champion. Became WWE Champion. Men, 2020 Men's Royal Rumble winner. Beat Brock Lesnar in a performance center with no crowd, no people, and no audience. And now, just had banger of matches. Has, has bangers of matches as a WWE Champion. Had bangers of matches after Vince retired or announced retirement. So we thought at that point. Had a banger six months. And now had a banger match at WrestleMania. And now since Vince is here, messing up people as they as he fucking usually does. Drew does not want to sign back with WWE. Which is a bummer. Which is a big ass bummer, because if he doesn't resign, if he doesn't sign, because man, this this dude has so much fucking potential. Like, I mean, yes, like he has so much potential. Like he won, at, and I mean won. He deserves a WWE Championship run in with the fans. He he couldn't get that. He was he was close to getting that, but obviously you know what happened. 
You definitely know what happened. COVID hit. Then he won the WWE Championship inside of the Performance Center in Orlando. WrestleMania in the Performance Center, which was not that great. No audience. Just the echo, empty room with a ring, with cameras and shit. With an announce table. Sorry, with an announce table. With with no with just no sound, empty arena. Oh, sorry, empty. You know, can't even say this shit. M- M- basically, the entire shit was empty, right? And you like, and then you then you made the Thunderdome. You you somewhat had a crowd. It was even though it was all people with fucking TV screens or phones or uh or or monitor or a computer or a laptop. You somewhat had a crowd for his WWE Championship, but it wasn't the same. And now you're back. Now, now, back, wait, like, you know, way back when. After the Thunderdome. Have bangers of matches. Have bangers of rivalries. Bobby Lashley did the WWE Championship rematch under, uh, at WrestleMania 37 in Tampa, Florida. Right, then, um, then after that, he had good matches. He had a good rivalry with Karen Cross. Remember that? That was a fire rivalry. He had a great rivalry with. Um, he had a great rivalry with. Uh, I don't even. I I think there's probably other people that I'm probably messing out of his rivalry, but. If dude had basically great matches, great rivalries, did what he had to do, and obviously partnered up with the Brawling Brutes after a while, that was fire. And then him becoming part of the Triple Threat Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania a couple weeks back, that was fire. Like, you know Drew McIntyre's championship material. You know this. And I mean, you know this. This man is almost a Grand Slam champion. This man is has has done a lot in the WWE. And I mean, he has done a lot. From the time he first came, when he first left, coming back. And now he may not even come back after, you know, after. I mean, he may not come back at all for good, which is, which is going to be, um, was going to be pretty bad. And I'm going to be upset when he does because literally when it says, there's literally reports already, like it says, when Drew McIntyre's WWE contract uh, expires revealed. So there's an article from, uh, uh, was it Kolatok uh, or, or Kodalak? I don't know how you pronounce their website. But um, it says that coming out of WWE WrestleMania 39, and the ensuring buyout by Endeavor, talk soon shifted to former WWE champion Drew McIntyre with it revealed that that McIntyre's WWE contract is reportedly set to expire soon. Further reports suggested that two sides were far from agreeing terms on a new deal, prompting fears that McIntyre could leave the company, and these fears were only um, exact or exaggerated when McIntyre was pulled from the April 7th edition of SmackDown. 
It was later revealed that McIntyre was kept off SmackDown due to health issues. And a report from Fightful Select that um, has shed some light on um, on Aaron Drew's contract status, uh, with McIntyre believed to have around nine months left on his current deal. If true, that means that McIntyre's deal will run out um, sometime around January 2024, should, uh, should he and WWE not agree on a new deal. McIntyre returned to the WWE in 2017 after several years wrestling for TNA and on the independent team. Since his return in 2017, McIntyre has had strongly positioned into the company, having uh, resigned or, uh, sorry, having reigned as WWE champion on two occasions, as well as winning the 2020 World Rumble. So, he has nine months left on his contract, which is insane. In, in he has nine months left. So, I don't know what they're going to do in that nine months. I really don't know, but this man has the, uh, done a lot. And I mean, he has done a lot since he came back. Like, and I, and I, and I really respect Drew McIntyre, man. I really, like, I, I, I really respect this dude for, for everything like that. Cause this, this man has been here since I think he's, he's literally, yeah, he's been, he's basically been wrestling since 2001 but he didn't really come to WWE since like till 07 I think it was somewhere around there I think it was 07 08 is when he came to the WWE so and if we got to literally see this man's accolades for just WWE alone this man has is a two-time WWE champion a one-time Intercontinental champion a one-time NXT champion and a two-time Raw tag team champion so this dude is literally almost, and I mean almost, like a, a Grand Slam champion. This dude has done a lot. Drew McIntyre has done a lot since he's been in WWE and other circuits as well too, including the independent circuit and TNA and stuff. This man has done a lot for his career. And if I understand, like I said, he, he was taken off because of health issues. I understand, Drew. Hope um every I hope you uh, speedy recovery. I hope we see you back soon on the red brand or the blue brand, one of the two. But um, if and I mean if Drew McIntyre leaves at next year January, bro, that's gonna be a big ass L that Vince and WWE is gonna take because Drew McIntyre is a guy that has so much energy and loves. Making the fan the uh, the fans smile and giving them what they want and you know basically loving the fight and putting their body putting his body on the line for them and I love and I respect Drew McIntyre as a person and as a wrestler because I love this man when like when he first came to WWE he was cool he was alright and then when he came back I love this dude even more when he was on NXT I love this dude as NXT champion. I love this man when he came on the main roster again as, you know, as the, you know, the Raw Tag Team Champion, as the WWE Champion, being like the underdog saying that, yo, you're the next big thing at this point, and it didn't happen, and then reinvent himself and becoming the next big thing, and then defeating Brock Lesnar in the Performance Center at WrestleMania 35, at WrestleMania, no, at WrestleMania 36, and beating the Beast Incarnated for the WWE Champion and becoming a two-time 
WWE champion, which is insane to me. And I and I loved everything about this dude. Like, if Drew leaves, I will be very upset. I'll be very sad. I won't really know what to feel at that point if he, if that if he decides not to stay with WWE. I hope he does. I really do hope he does stay with WWE. But if he doesn't, man, it's it's not gonna look good with a lot of fans, with a lot of people that tune in him, and on top of that, with a lot of the investors that are still tuned in to WWE as we speak. So I like I said, I hope Drew McIntyre doesn't leave WWE. And if it does, that is uh that like WWE could take this fat ass L and stick up on their fucking head and just be like, boop, yep. We 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 lost Drew for good. He's not signing with the company again. And it it will take a massive hit on top of that. Not only for the people at home, but for like all the people that invested their time in the WWE. And on top of that, the big investors that do invest their business into WWE on top of that. So with look, with Drew, all I'm gonna say is Vince, step away from creative. For good, don't be part of that shit. And two, let like I said before, let Paul do his thing. Paul has been doing creative good for the past six months, bro, and he's been doing it well. Let this man do what he has to do to make other people feel happy and succeed. Because, like I said again, I'm gonna say one more time: if you let Drew go, if Drew contact, if if Drew contracts expired next year. In 2024, January, and he does not come back, it is a wrap for WWE on God. After this, it is a wrap, a major big-ass L for, for WWE. Mark my words. Just mark my words, WWE. If this shit happens, y'all y'all not coming back for this at all. And I mean, y'all are not coming back from this at all. All right, so speaking of Drew McIntyre, another person that... May not stay with the company that long. Um, you all know her and love her, and some might even hate her. The heart and leader of damage control, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey tweeted that she might leave WWE if Vince is still in charge, which that is probably still on the table to this day, right now. And I will be upset if Bailey leaves as well too, because Bailey has been in has been in WWE for a long time, and I mean extremely a long time. Like she's a obviously she's a Grand Slam champion. Like same, she's basically part of one of the the four horsewomen of WWE. She's part of the four the or the four horsewomen of WWE: Sasha or Mercedes Monet. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. Not like uh, yeah, she's one of the part of the four horsewomen. All Grand Slam champions, every single one of them. And getting rid of getting rid of Bailey, Bailey of all people is also another major hit to the WWE, including your women's division, because there's not that much women on the fucking women division. If you combine if you combine Raw and SmackDown combined, there's not that much women on that roster. On both Raw and SmackDown. And if I have to name off the people that's on Raw and SmackDown women's division, not that much at all. 
Like, if I have to name literally off, like, all of them, we have Bailey, e- oh, um, O.E.O. Sky, Dakota Kai, um, we have Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Lita, um, um, Chelsea Green, maybe, um, Sonya Deville, um, Natana, and and I think that's it. And I think that's it for for Raw. I'm probably forgetting some other people. Maybe like like Chelsea Green. Maybe yeah, Chelsea Green as well too was on that list. And if I have to go to SmackDown, Ronda, Shayna, Raquel, Liv, um, Piper Niven, Rhea Ripley, like Zelina Vega. Carmelo, Carmelo, if because she's barely active on the roster, even though she's on the goddamn roster. Um, then this list goes on and on and on, really legit. And I, I really don't know because there's really not that much women on there. I'm probably forgetting a lot more women, but um, on that roster, but like real talk, bro, like real talk, there's nothing. There's barely any women on that roster. Barely any women on both rosters. On top of that, for the tag team division on top, is what let me let me just make a real point real quick. I'm gonna just go a little bit off topic. Just just a little bit right now. Discontinue the women's tag team titles. Or if you want to discontinue it, basically unify the women's tag team titles and NXT women's tag team titles at this point. Because NXT the women's division is more better looking than, you know, than the Raw and SmackDown. Unless you want to make the the um the women's division uh, have the tag team titles and just have it bounce around from NXT to Raw to SmackDown. That's that's the only thing possible. That's the only thing I have to say for that. But you know, that's, that's all I really want to say. But back to what I'm trying to say for with Bailey and stuff. But um. If, if like I said, if Bailey like if Bailey leaves, not only as a faction that has gone downhill in a matter of trying to trying to solidify as to be one of the dominant factions in the women's division, will go up in flames in a matter of months because of of Bailey basically wanting to like wanting to leave WWE, wanted to be wanting out. Of WWE because Vince is back in power, and Bailey has hated Vince for many years, just like everybody else, just like everybody else. Many people have hated Vince for many, many years, and same thing too, like everybody else. Like I said with Drew McIntyre, we all hate Vince. Like I said with Endeavor, the whole Endeavor bullshit, we all hate Vince. We do. I want to see Vince gone as much as y'all do. That work for him. And I don't even work for this dude. I don't. Would I love to be a writer for him? No. Like, would I re- sorry, would I be a, rather be a writer for WWE? Yes. Would I be a writer for Vince? Hell no. Nah. Like, Nick Khan in charge, as the, you know, and calling the shots? Yes. I would love to do that. I would love to be a uh, writer, especially with Triple H. But doing it while Vince is there? I'm good. 
I'm straight, bucko. I'm I'm straight, bucko. I don't I don't want nothing to do with that. I'm good. Cause like we already have hints of damage control literally gonna break up because if you go back to Monday Night Raw when Bailey was doing a little segment with um with uh Oil Sky and Dakota Kai literally saying all right, you got you your tag team championship match, or or you know, or whoever wins that match has a shot at with you know at Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship. And then Scott was like, "Nah, have one of us take your place." This is little hints, little key points that Damage Control will break up sooner than later. And and I wouldn't say is there is there anything wrong with Damage control, yes, storyline-wise and problems-wise. But as people know, they're a great faction. They just didn't have that much time to develop because, one, they formed this faction right around SummerSlam. And, two, they didn't really – they gave it time to develop. But the problem is when it comes to executioning, like executing these things, like the only people that executed more than Bailey in that faction was Sky and Kai. Because they're like two to, I think they're two time or three time women's uh, tag team champions at this point. Bailey can't even, Bailey can't even win the Raw Women's Championship from, um, from um, Bianca at this point. Because when she solidified her dominance, literally when she solidified her dominance, I literally thought that she was either going to win at, at either Extreme Rules. Or crown jewel, because when honestly, I thought when if she's gonna win, I literally thought that she was gonna beat. Um, I literally thought that she like like uh, Bailey was gonna beat Bianca at Extreme Rules in that ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship. I literally thought that was gonna happen. I really did. And at this point, why why did it happen? Obviously, they want to see Bianca hold the title for a long time. I mean, yes, because in a way, do you want to see Bailey have one more, you know, you uh, women's title run, like as in women's world championship title run? Yes, I would love to see that before she, you know, decides she doesn't feel like she doesn't need the titles no more. I would love to see one more, um, you know, one more good title defense or one more good great reign of Bailey holding either SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship. I would love to see that. But at some at some points of their faction, they like she could have beaten either be like she could have beaten Bianca and win the Raw Women's Championship. I'm just telling the truth. Because one, we wanted one, this was something different that we've seen from Bailey. And two, we wanted like this her having a faction. This is something that we kind of wanted. We did, and her not even executing it is what makes makes this entire faction go under in a matter of months. Not over under in a matter of months, and it's hurtful and it's heartbreaking to me because you know we thought we we thought we we're gonna see a great ass. You know, like one more title run from Bailey, which I would love to see, which everybody would love to see, obviously, but didn't happen because 
Obviously, they want Bianca to, you know, stay champion because, one, she deserves that title more than anyone, which is understandable. And, two, we want to see, you know, Bianca for a long time as a long-term women's champion, which is obviously she's going – obviously, Bianca's going to be the next Grand Slam champion. I I know this because just all you got to do is just have her have a – you already had her had, like, what, a six-month run as – SmackDown Women's Champion, you know, you have her as a year-plus run as a Raw Women's Champion. All you need is a year-plus run or two or a year-and-a-half run as the WWE Women's Champion, WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, and NXT Women's Champion, and boom, there you go. She's a Grand Slam Champion on all three brands. And I would love to see that because, yes, Bailey has still has a lot to offer in the WWE. And, I mean, she still has a lot to offer in the WWE. She's been in the WWE since, like, what, 20, probably 2013, maybe? Maybe 2013, 2014, probably 2015. I have no idea. I don't remember when she got called up to uh, to, uh, to uh, the main roster. I really don't remember. But I think she got called up 2016, I believe. Um, maybe, maybe 2015. I don't remember. I know she wasn't in there like 2013, 2014, but I think she started in WWE at maybe 2014. I'm guessing maybe I'm not, I I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, Bailey has been doing great things and I mean, great things. She like, if I like, she, she is former raw women's champion. She is former SmackDown Women's Champion, and she is former Women's Tag Team Champion. So, like I said, Bailey, Bailey has done a lot. She has, you know, had great runs. She has shitty runs. She had great, you know, storylines. She had shitty storylines. Um, she she has done it all. Like real talk, she has definitely done it all. Like. If if I have to name them off properly from WWE, she is a one-time Raw Women's Champion. She's a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. She's a one-time NXT Champion. She is a um, two-time Women's Tag Team Champion with, with uh, Mercedes Monet. She's the first ever Women's Grand Slam Champion. She became Women's Grand Slam Champion before Charlotte did. Before Charlotte did, and this is a woman that Charlotte. This is a woman that has fourteen. She's a fourteen-time women's champion. Bailey is the first ever Grand Slam women's champion. She's the first ever women's triple crown champion. She's won Money in the Bank in twenty nineteen, and she is a two-time Slammy Award winner, and she is a two-time Bumpy Award winner. So. And she is a she is a two time NXT Year End Award winner. So, like I said, Bailey has done a lot in the WWE, and I mean she has done a lot in the WWE, man. And cutting and if 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 Bailey leaves, and I'm and I'm telling the str- straight truth, if Bailey if Bailey leaves, this is a major major hit. Not only another, not only another major hit for for WWE, but a major hit for the women's division, for both Raw 
and SmackDown. Because you got to think about it. There's nobody on the women's roster. There's actually not nobody. There's barely anybody on that women's roster at all. There's barely any women to defend the Raw the raw uh, tag team. Sorry. Sorry. There's no, there's barely any women to defend or to have great reigns for the Raw Women's Championship or the SmackDown Women's Championship. Not even to mention the WWE Tag Team, the Women's Tag Team Championships. So, like I said, man, if barely, like I said, if barely leaves, we 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 won't hear the end of it. Oh, oh God, we we really won't. And I'll I'll be pissed off if if Bailey leaves. Like I I loved Bailey when she came to the main roster. I really really do. Like she has brung a lot to the table, and there's. Like she, like it's 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 mind boggling to me. Real talk, it's it's mind blowing to me about everything that just happened. Because on Twitter she says, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. And this was April second. This was literally like April second. So, and this is what um Bachelor Report has to say about. The um the entire things. Um, Bailey is reportedly not unhappy with her position in WWE, nor is she expecting to leave the company. There is no truth to talk of uh the talk of Bailey. Oh, uh, says according to sorry, according to PW Insider Elite, there is no truth to talk of Bailey wanting her release from the company, and anything else she has put on social media is is a case of her. Uh, building, building buzz and stirring pot. After Bailey and Damage Control uh, teammates Dakota Kai and Oyo Sky lost to Banky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania 39 last, uh, which was two weeks ago, Bailey tweeted the following, which left fans wonder if she she would leave w, uh, she would be leaving WWE or take time off. And at this point, you know, after everything that's happening, like. This woman came back after a tour at ACL for, for being out for more than a year. And I, I don't know, man. I really don't know what, what's going to happen with, with Bailey. I don't know if she's leaving. I don't know if she, this woman's going to take some time off. But don't, don't, do, don't do one of these great superstars, these great people that may go down as a legend, may go down as a Hall of Famer. That WWE to do to do her dirty. Don't don't do her dirty WWE. That's all I'm saying, man. Don't do it. And by the way, speaking of what I said about you know whole how what Vince is doing and all that, and clearly what I said from early in the episode about what Brock Lesnar's doing. Let's turn ourselves to Cody Rhodes for a minute. They're doing the same shit, man. The same fucking shit 11 years later. Same storyline. Same motherfucking storyline. They turn this nigga into fucking John Cena again. John Cena 2.0. Same fucking storyline. Literally, that's what's happening right now. John Cena lose that mania. Cody Rhodes lose that mania. Brock Lesnar comes back. Brock Lesnar comes back. 
Brock turns heel on John. Brock turns heel on Cody. Hits this man with so many F5s to the point he's fucked up. Same thing with Cody Rhodes. And why now? At what it, it happened at, at Extreme Rules in at Extreme Rules in 2012. It was what? A whole a no holds barred match. A no holds barred match. John Cena won. What's gonna happen at Backlash? The same goddamn match. No holds barred match. And who's gonna win? Cody's gonna win. Even though Brock Lesnar should have won at that in that match, Cena won. And what's going to happen in this match? Cody's going to win. If people if people don't realize now, and I mean now what's happening, then I have no I have no fucking clue what's going to happen to y'all. I really don't. Because all these motherfuckers that be like Oh, it's not it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's different, bro. Put two and two together. John Cena and Cody Rhodes has the same fucking storyline. The same fucking storyline. The only thing different, this is 2012. This is 2023. Like people like to ride people's dick too fucking much. Like on God. Bro, you gotta you gotta fucking remember. Like you're they're turning this man into Cena 2.0. Not no super Cena. Cena 2.0. Like, bro, people saying he needs to be in that adversity crowd. Nigga, shut the fuck up. You sound fucking stupid at the moment, bro. Cause if you remember what happened. If you remember what happened this past on Monday Night Raw, for some people that didn't get the fucking story, he basically gave you a breakdown, even if you motherfuckers didn't even pay attention of what's happened already throughout the, of, you know, like, of what's been happening, literally. Real shit. WrestleMania was the perfect motherfucking time. The perfect motherfucking time that Cody should dethrone Roman. That day, night two, WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. That was the perfect time for Cody to win them titles. I said said this shit for months and months and months on end. You have two motherfucking choices, and I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Choice A, have Roman beat Cody to retain the titles to him to him having 1,000 days reign, which is probably not needed. But at the same time, wants to see this done because it's probably not going to happen for another 30 years. Or two, beat the unbeatable tribal chief. Take them titles away from Roman. Have the bloodline crumble even more. And then do something that his father could never do, which is win the WWE title. And on top of that, him main eventing 
main eventing WrestleMania and beating the unbeatable champion that hasn't been pinned in three fucking years. But no. Triple H dropped the ball on this one. It was the perfect place, the perfect atmosphere for Cody to win the title there. And he was white hot. Motherfucker was white hot. Hot as hell. He was over with the wrestlers. He was over with the fucking feds. Shit, even half of the staff believed in this nigga. I believed in this nigga. I still do, but I believed in this nigga. White hot Cody. And what y'all do? Moving our faces. What's supposed to be the most magical night in fucking WrestleMania history at WrestleMania 39 for the bloodline to, to completely crumble down in pieces, in fucking pieces, to have three champions, Cody Rhodes being the undisputed WWE champion, and Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn for being your undisputed WWE tag team champions. What happened? You fulfilled our first request. But you failed our second request. Why? Why must you so be difficult? Why must you be so difficult, WWE? The dude was white hot for a fucking reason. When that person's white hot and he's in that passenger seat, pull the fucking trigger! Pull it! Cool, you can have another long term, you can have a long, like another person with a long fucking title running later on and in the future. We don't give a fuck. We just cared about Cody winning them goddamn titles. He came back to WWE for a fucking reason. For a fucking reason. Now he has to climb back up to where he's supposed to be at. Where he was meant to be at all this goddamn time, which doesn't make fucking sense. Doing the same story, 11 years in the fucking making, 11 years ago, same storyline, 2012, John versus Brock, now Cody versus Brock. If you want, and I mean, if you wanted a better storyline than Brock and Cody, the perfect storyline would be Randy versus Cody. And I know Randy can't be back probably till sometime next year, which is still sad. But the better storyline would be Randy versus Cody. Like I said, like I said for a prediction, Randy comes and fucks up his win. I won't even say fucks up his win, but Randy comes, sabotages Cody. Roman retains, and there's a rivalry right there. Two former partners. Two former partners, Randy and Cody Rhodes. That would have been a better storyline. If obviously if Randy was in action and still and you know still wrestling, if he never gave if his back never gave out last year, but it would have been a way better storyline. Then Brock versus Cody 
recycling a storyline from 11 fucking years ago. And it's not the first time that this shit happened. It's not the first. I mean, it's not the first time they didn't pull the trigger at the fucking right time. And it, it pisses me off. If you remember, like, let, let's say remember, if you remember at one of the Elimination Chamber, like, when it was Goldberg, when Goldberg ran through everybody at the Elimination Chamber, but got whooped by Triple H. Oh, what about another one? What about another one? When Braun Strowman ran through everybody at another at Elimination Pay-Per-View, right? And they got beat by Roman. Like, and... And after that, when Goldberg became champion again, when Goldberg became champion, did everybody really, like, care about it that much? No. When Braun Strowman finally had a universal title run in, the th- in, like, in the Performance Center against Goldberg, did everybody care about his title run? No. Like, you, WWE pulls the trigger at the worst times. It did not feel the same at all. These people that I just mentioned off, it did not feel feel the same. And these shits happened before in the past. And it's so bad, man. Like, you gotta you gotta admit, WWE, you fuck up, dog. This is if you think Braun Strowman and Goldberg was bad, shit. Remember Shayna Baszler? When she dominated everybody on the raw in the, on the raw roster, on the raw women's roster? White hot in fucking WWE and lost to Shayna Baszler in the Performance Center at WrestleMania when she was supposed to be Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. She made like literally Shayna Baszler was so white hot at that time. She made the entire women's roster look like Puppy Chow. And it's so bad. This is not the Fucking first time. And not and me almost forgetting when Oscar lost to Charlotte. When Oscar lost to fucking Charlotte. Now put two and two together. All those people that I just mentioned, all of them, they should have pulled the trigger right then and there. Like, can you really... Imagine if you know Goldberg or any of these play or any of these people, if they like you know how later on if they pull the trigger at the right time, you know how well their title runs would have been. Just think about it: Goldberg, Braun, Cody, Oscar. You you need to like what WWE needs to remember. You can have t- you can have dominant baby faces in the company. You can have dominant baby faces in the company. You can like uh like what the biggest baby face of all, John fucking Cena. He was a, he is a dominant baby face and still a dominant baby face for a long fucking time. You don't have to have a long ass title run and then and then have that person to throw them and then after that you have their title run not give a damn. Which I don't think WWE can fucking fully comprehend that. 
It's oh, like it's okay for a company to have competitive baby faces. Guys who win, that's perfectly fucking fine. If you think about Bianca Belair is an example. She's a fucking example with the Raw Women's Championship. She literally was a big ass baby face when she beat Mercedes Monet at WrestleMania 37 for the SmackDown Women's title. You see it when she beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 38 for the Raw Women's title. And she's still a dominant babyface in the on the Raw division right now. She's still Raw Women's Champion. A year plus as Raw Women's Champion. And she's doing perfectly fine. Like, but, uh, like, am I saying it's completely over for Cody? No, I'm not saying that. But... I don't know if it has something to do with Vince being creative. Maybe 100% it is. Maybe 100% it's not. I don't know. But at this very point, I will tell you, bro. I will 100% say, if this motherfucker man doesn't win at SummerSlam and beat Roman for them titles, I swear to God, if he, if they push, if they drag out this storyline... For another year, it's not gonna feel the same. I swear to God, it it won't it won't feel the same at all. Everybody will care less and less and less about Cody Rose. People won't take his title reign serious. And on top of that, I will definitely say to everybody that say, "Oh yeah, he will still be white hot in the next year or so." It's just still gonna be a fresh storyline in a year or so. I will tell your motherfucking asses to y'all goddamn faces. I told you fucking so. Because this is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. I will tell each and every y'all that said this will still be a white hot storyline in the next year if he doesn't win at SummerSlam. I will fucking say to all the motherfuckers that said that and think that or he was about to mention that. I will literally say to y'all, I will. I told you so. On God, 100%. I know a lot of people have mixed emotions about Logan Paul signing a new deal with uh, with WWE. But you gotta, but you, even if you like this dude or hate this dude, you have to admit this dude got moves. He he has skills to stay in the WWE. But like I said before in past episodes, Logan got it. Logan got it. He has trained. Like it, like he's trained for this for many, many, like for I was I don't know for how long, but he is putting the work, trained. He can entertain the crowd. Like go back to like WrestleMania 39 a couple weeks ago when he va- when he faced uh Seth Rollins. That was a very entertaining match. Very entertaining. People say, Oh, Logan Paul's this, Logan Paul's that, he sucks on the mic, he can't wrestle that good. Bruh, his last appearance is a WWE, even though there were all, you know, big, huge pay-per-view events like Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and Crown Jewel and everything, dude can wrestle. You can hate Logan all you want. This man can wrestle. He can. Like, he has proven time after time after time after can that this man 
can wrestle. Like, you, you, like, literally, Logan Paul can have a, he can even have a great championship run, I feel like. And the dude's only, like, 28 years old. Just, like, think of all the, just, just think back of all the matches that we already have in the WWE since he's been there for a year. We had the Mysterios versus Logan and the Miz at WrestleMania 38. Then we have the Miz versus Logan at SummerSlam last year. Then we have the then the then we have Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship at Crown Jewel last year. Then him being at the Royal Rumble and having a great having a couple great moments. One of them being great moment colliding chest and face first into Ricochet and then eliminating Logan Paul. Sorry, then Logan Paul eliminating Seth Rollins from um from the uh, Royal Rumble. Logan Paul eliminating Seth Rollins from the Royal Rumble. And then at WrestleMania these past couple of weeks ago, having a great match for night one of WrestleMania, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins with randomly KSI in his corner in a prime costume and accidentally putting his his business partner and best friend KSI through a table. If that's not good, if that's not, you know, him being that good of a person in the ring, I don't know what it is. Like, you got to think of all the potential matches, all the future potential matches we can have with Logan. I can see AJ, AJ Styles versus Logan. I can definitely see Logan Paul uh, versus John Cena, even though people don't want this match. But I can definitely see that match happening. I can maybe see Dominic Mysterio versus Logan Paul. If I could see, shoot, I could see Montez Ford versus Logan Paul. Should I could see, I could, I could see Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I there's so much people that I can put against with Logan, and it will be a banger match. Shoot, if shoot, if uh. If Malachi Black was still in the WWE, I could see Malachi Black versus Logan Paul. The dude has so much potential in the WWE, it's not even funny. And that's just few of the matches that I have literally was thinking of at the top of my head. And those are all bang-over matches in my eyes. Banger of matches in my eyes. You can like I said, you can say that he sucks, he's this, he that, he brings us to the table. The dude is entertaining as hell. I don't care what y'all say. He is entertaining as hell. He brings a lot to the table. He, but fans love him, whether you hate him or think he's stupid or he can't cut good promos to save his life. The dude can wrestle, man. And I mean, the dude can goddamn wrestle. I don't know how long he signed his multi-deal contract for. I don't know. But this is this is a huge W. In my opinion, 
This is a huge W for WWE. I mean, a huge W. And a lot of people think, man, that him being in WWE is a flop. He's this and this and that, bro. Like, he's super athletic. He's super led on an impressive level. And, like, on top of that, like, he can do a little bit better. He needs to be, you know, do a little bit more better on the mic. But otherwise, he's solid. He's a solid wrestler. He's a solid performer in the ring. You know, like, you can, you can, you know, develop some better mic skills and stuff. But I can see this man as a future WWE champion. Probably not world champion yet. But I can see this man as a future WWE champion. A hundred percent. Like, if you think about it, if, like, this is what Logan had to say on winning championship gold. He said, I wouldn't have signed this company if I didn't think I was capable of getting a WWE belt. I think I'll be, I'll think it'll, it'll be the coolest thing ever. I love to have it on my resume, and I love to show every kid around the world, whoever watches WWE, that you can achieve anything. Legit, bro. And honestly, for his first WWE championship, I would definitely like to see this man win. Um, you can I can either see him winning um either United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship. I know this man won't be a jobber. I know that for sure. But if he is a jobber, he's going to be a damn hell of a good one. Because, like, I, under I understand, like, you have, for some people that's been, like, like, say, for example, like, Johnny Gargano, he's been on the, he's been on the roster, right, for... He's been on WWE forever. Let's just say that. He's been WWE forever, right? And when it comes to Johnny, right? He's been he's been tag team champion. He's been NXT champion. And he has been North American champion. Twice. For everything. So real talk. Like, would I say Johnny Gargano deserves this more better than Logan. Yes, he does. But in a lot of ways, Logan Paul is a different person, just like Johnny's a different person. You gotta you gotta think about that. They're both two different people. Like, real talk. They're, like, they're both two different people. And people literally dogging like Logan Paul in the comments of him signing a multi-million dollar deal, like, or, or I won't say, I won't say multi-million dollar deal, but multi-year deal or contract with, you know, with um with WWE says a lot because people clown on Logan because you know because of how he is because they've seen him on social media, they see him how he is when it comes to YouTube. But over time, this man has matured. He's 28 years old. Yes, he's almost 30 years old. And this man, his has, it's only been, like, what? One year. It's only been one year he's been in WWE. And he has learned and done so much in one year and done better in one year than you possibly could think. 
Like, if you like, if you have to take a look back at like Bad Bunny when he was in WWE and wrestled at WrestleMania 37 with Damian Priest in a tag team match against Miz and Morrison. Oh yeah, he was fire, and he took it. You know, some of some of the stuff was goofy, but when he when it, when he came to a WrestleMania match, he took that seriously, and I mean seriously. Shoot, I heard some people shoot. Let's have Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul. That'll be a fire match at WrestleMania. Which it would be. Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. Shoot. I've heard rumors that Bad Bunny's gonna team with with um with with Rey Mysterio and versus and, and do versus his son and Damian Priest. That's what I've heard. So, I really don't know how they're going to do this. I really don't. But with Logan, I could see him winning either the United States Championship or the or the IC title for start. More it's more likely going to be United States Championship because no one can take no one can beat Gunther yet since he's held that Intercontinental title. No one can beat this dude yet at all. So, I feel like the next person that should dethrone Theory again should be Logan Paul. And, and you know, one, they them two can relate on a level. Because, one, they're both young. Obviously, Theory's younger than Logan. But they're both young in the company. They're both in their 20s. And on top of that, I feel like their match between each other would be fire. Like, I feel like it would definitely be a really good match to watch. Because I have nothing but high hopes. For uh, Austin Theory, even though he's selfish, cocky, and all that stuff. Same thing goes for Logan. Because in a way, they're like the same person. Just one is a little bit young. One is like a little bit more younger. That's it. They're both self-centered. They're both cocky. They both they both are amazing in the ring. They both can, you know, sometimes, obviously, Austin can, can cheat because he's Austin Theory. He's a cheater sometimes. But they still make banger for matches. Not counting WrestleMania 39 match, though. But every other match before that was fire. But I'm, I'm going to say to the haters, man, stop. Stop. Stop down Logan, bro. Just stop down Logan. Because I swear, when you when you guys have a hated, hated wrestler, like not WrestleMania, but hated wrestler, that y'all that y'all hate with a passion that has a title, and then when you see Logan beating him, Logan beating that person, y'all gonna be like, "Yo, Logan's great. Logan's awesome, bro. We love Logan, bro. Y'all dick riders, y'all bandwagons. You hate. I was, I was gonna say, bro, you hated Logan when he first came to the WWE and signed that one year contract with WWE, and now you're gonna be dick riding this dude because he he basically." Um, beat someone that y'all thought he wasn't going to beat, and now y'all love him for doing that, for being this type of person? Fuck out of here, bro. All y'all are some meat writers, bro, when it comes to any certain wrestler. When y'all hate this, when you hate somebody so bad, and then when you beat the person that you really thought that they were never going to beat, and now you'd be like, yo, I actually believe in this person now. Shut shut the fuck up. Just, just shut the fuck up, bro. You Every... Like, I hate people like that, man. I so, especially when it comes to WWE, man. Like, if you hate, 
Logan, stick that you hate Logan. Keep the same energy when he when he beats someone for either a United States Championship or IC Championship. Keep the same energy. I hate Logan. I don't like Logan. Don't switch up on this man when this man has a championship. Don't switch up when this man has a championship. I really hope you don't switch up because you switch up. You're the biggest dick of them all if you switch up and say, like, yo, I hate this man so much. He should never be in the WWE after he wins the championship. Bro, this man is so good, bro. This man can wrestle. This man can cut promos. This man is so good. Bro, shut up with the bullshit, bro. I'm just marking my words, bro. I liked Logan Paul when he first came in the WWE and actually wrestled his first match. And I'm still going to like this dude because, one, he is entertaining. He can bring a lot of joy to the fans. And on top of that, he makes a lot of memorable moments in the in, in the ring. In the ring. You could hate me for saying that, but I'm going to stick by that till he wins the WWE Championship. Oh, God. But anyway, the last thing I want to talk about for today's episode a lot of people are wondering, when is Randy Orton going to come back? When is he going to come back to the WWE? We miss Randy. I miss Randy. You miss Randy. We all miss Randy. But when he's going to come back? News flash for y'all. He's probably not going to come back for the next year or so. Y'all people are like, we want Randy to come back, bro. Health is more important than his ass coming back. Imagine if Randy came back to WrestleMania, right? At yeah, just just think about me. Just think of it with me for a second. Imagine if Randy Orton came back at WrestleMania, biggest pop you ever heard of, right? But what if this man tries to land one move on this man and lands on his back and his spine? He won't be able to move. He would have probably had more surgeries for it after that, Bruh, When it comes to wrestling, man, health comes first always. You got to remember, these wrestlers put their body on the line. Roman, Solo, The Usos, Drew, Sheamus, Butch, Ridge Holland, Ricochet, Braun, Kofi, Xavier. Every one of these people in the Raw, NXT, and SmackDown locker room put their bodies on the line every day, risking a breaking or fracturing something to entertain fans. To entertain the fans. You need to remember that. Randy has been out since last year after they lost the titles and, and you know, to, to the Usos to become undisputed tag team champions. And what did they do to Randy? Put his ass through a table. And he was limping, limping out, this, out that arena. Because why? He's injured. He got a full-fledged injury because of what happened, because of what the Usos and Roman did to him. This man is going to be out. People expecting, yo, Randy needs to come back in WrestleMania, man. He literally fractured or probably broke parts of his spine and back to the point it will hurt while he walks. You guys need to remember that. This dude is 41, going on to be 42 years old. 42 years old. This man is nowhere close to be to going into in-ring action again. Because why they because his back is that messed up. I love Randy. I love Randy with a passion. I love this man when he's in evolution. I love this man when he was a legend killer. I love this man with a doubt. I got nothing but love for this man. But he's not gonna return. No time this year. None. And if he does, 
And that's a miracle, but he's not going to return anytime this year. Clearly, there's a literally report out there on Bleacher Report saying future WWE Hall of Famer Randy Orton reportedly isn't nearing a in-ring return from the back injury that kept him out of action for nearly a year. The 40-year-old, the 43-year-old Orton has not wrestled a match or appeared on WWE programming since the May 20, since May uh, 20, 2022 episode of SmackDown where he and Matt Riddle dropped the Raw Tag Team Championship to the Usos in a title unification match. After our, after our, uh, I can't even speak. After RK Bro lost, the Usos viciously attacked them and put Orton through the announce table, which was WWE's way of writing him off of television. There, there had been speculations about Orton possibly being on the verge of a return at Wrestle at, at um on the verge of um at WrestleMania. Expect for him to expect to be at Los Angeles. Orton did not appear at WrestleMania or any time of or any of sorry. Orton did not appear at WrestleMania or any of the other WWE shows during the week, which put a damper on the excitement within the WWE fan base regarding his potential return. Few WWE superstars in WWE history has accomplished more than Orton, who is a 14-time world champion over a 20-year plus uh, over 20 plus years WWE career. The Viper is usually at his best as a heel, but he was arguably more popular than ever as a babyface before getting injured. Teaming with Riddle brought him out on the different side of his character, and WWE Universe ate it up. After missing a few months of action in his own right, Riddle returned on Monday night uh, Monday night's episode of Raw to attack to attack the uh, the Miz. Then he saves uh, Sammy Sammy Zayn from two on one beatdown by Jay Uso and Sosa Cole on SmackDown. It is unclear if WWE has plans to pair Orton and Riddle up again when Orton does return. But having the Apex Predator back in any role would be a huge, would be huge for the product. So, like I said, right now they had they said that WWE has uh, a stacked male roster headlined by Roman, Cody, Seth, Gunther, Edge, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus, and a lot of others. But Orange eventual uh, eventually return would undoubtedly add a ton of star power and a lot and add a lot to WWE's weekly shows. So like I said, this man has a very serious back injury. Very, very serious back injury. And we have no idea when this man will return to WWE. We don't know. As much as we can hope, pray, and think about Randy, that's all we can do at the very moment. This dude has a broken back. A broken back. This man has been put through a table to write this man off of WWE for some time. But when he put got put through a table, nobody, not even the staff, realized that this would be a big problem for Randy. Because, yeah, he had surgery, which was successful, but he's just healing properly. When it comes to big names like Randy or so, and you injure something that bad... You need to heal properly. That's how it works. If you don't heal it properly, then what's going to happen? It's, it's not going to look good on his end. It's not. Like I said, I love Randy. I love what he's do. Like, this man has done it all in 20 plus years. 20 plus years. Le- legitly. 
If we, if like literally, I'm looking at his stuff right now. This man is a 14-time WWE champion, a one-time Intercontinental champion, a one-time United States champion, a WWE tag team champion three times, one with Edge, Bray Wyatt, and Riddle. He's a two-time Royal Rumble winner, one in 09 and one in 2017. He is a Money in the Bank winner. He's a Grand Slam champion. He's a Triple Crown champion. Champion. He is uh, a year-end award for the most shocking moment of twenty uh, of the year 2018. He's a two-time Slammy winner, one in 2014 and one in 2020. So I'm letting y'all know right now. Like, yes, Randy Orton is loved by many, seen by all, loved by many. But you got to give this man some time to heal. When he heals back properly, he's going to have amazing runs going on to when he retires. Because like this said, like this man said, he plans on stopping at 50. And once he's done, when he hits 50, he is done. He is not doing anymore. Like, shoot, he's not going to be doing anything anymore once he hits 50, man. Because, shoot, his back already gave out of him and he's only 41. Nine more years till this man turns 50. Nine more years. Like, this man is going to sometime retire in the year 2030-something. I really don't know when, but this man's going to retire sometime in the 2030s. I've been watching this man for a long time. A very long time in the WWE. I love Renyorn. The Viper. The Legend Killer. The Babyface. The person that's been, like, right next to the champions, like John Cena and Triple H. Literally, the last person of legacy, the last person of of evolution, still active on the roster. Well, I wouldn't say, like, last person of legacy. Um, but at the moment... Like Cody Rhodes is the last person, like like is the last person. Well, besides uh, Randy, Cody at the moment is the last person on Legacy that is still in action. So, like I said, man, Randy has done a lot. Has done a lot in twenty years. This man has literally probably started when he was what nineteen. As a WWE star, probably when he's 19. And now he's like 41. And it's insane. It's insane, but you got to give credit what's credit due, man. If he can't come back, you he might going to have to hang it up and retire early. Something, probably something that he's not, you know, ready to do if that comes, if that point, if that, you know, comes to that point in time. But to save his health and everything, maybe, maybe he has to retire early. I don't know. But you can't rush. You can't rush this man. This man, like I said, this man has been out for a minute, for a good minute. You cannot rush him being healed. Like have this man, literally have this man be healed properly. You know, does what he has to do. And when he comes back, he, you know, he can continue like having great feuds with people. Like, this man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He does, 100%. Like, 
you don't know if he can ever wrestle Cam because of how bad this back injury is. We don't know. We have no idea. But all I have to say to Randy Orton right now, we will keep you in our prayers. We will keep you in our hearts. Just hope you get well soon, man, because you need it. I don't know how bad you messed up yourself. I really don't know. But I really hope, and I really appreciate, and I really hope that you have a speedy recovery. I mean, I know that you, you know, had a, you know, the, the entire surgery went well for you and everything. But the healing process, the healing process, man, I hope you get better. I hope you, you know, can come back whenever you can achieve great because you have like, what, nine more years left, man, to retire? Nine more years. So when you come back, make the best of those nine years. Try not to get injured that much, but make the best for those nine years because when you come back, man, I'm going to be happy as hell. I'm going to be hella happy. Real talk. But like I said, one like like I'm letting you know, I'm letting know everybody right now. Let this man have his rest. Let this man heal properly. On top of that, let this man do what he has to do, work real hard to get back into the WWE ring. Not only, you know, to make him ha to make himself happy, but to make the fans happy and to make people at home watch him on TV or see him on pay-per-views to be happy for this man. I I'm happy for this dude and I want him and I want him to feel better the best he can. But, you know, we just got to see what happens later on. And um, in the late few, in the early future with this man, uh, Randy Orton. But that's it for today's episode, y'all. Thank you for everybody for tuning in with me, vibing me, chilling me. Um, like I had a lot to get off at my chest with this uh, episode, man. It's a lot of stuff was bothering me, a lot of stuff was pissing me off. But you know, listen to you, like have y'all listen to me and chilling and hearing what I have to say. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody that's. Subscribing to the podcast channel. I'm like, um, having everybody like that comes in and views my videos. And you know, you don't even have to like or subscribe it, but if you do, if you like or subscribe it, I'll be definitely be pushing more content with y'all and more WWE content and talking about a lot of stuff. But, um, well, yeah, this is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow me across all social medias, Antoine TV2, and you can follow. The podcast channel, Organized Mess, across all social medias and, of course, as well on YouTube as well. So, hope everybody have a great day. Hope everybody have an upcoming great weekend. Stay breezy, y'all, and stay classy.